Here we go. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and we are ecstatic that you have decided to uh, join us today for our wrap-up on, well, it's actually going to be part three of Angelology. Uh, this is included in our study of the 10 major Christian doctrines. Uh, we, we've got a little bit of a bonus segment for you today. Uh, this first half hour is going to be a, a wrap-up on angelology, the study of angels. And the last half hour is going to be kind of a bonus segment on, uh, oh, what I'd call a subset of the major doctrine of angelology. Uh, and it's, it's going to be concerning demonology. Uh, it's, it's, it's a subject that needs to be addressed, and we're going to do that in the last half hour today. So stay tuned, uh, get your Bibles and get your, uh, your pens and pencils ready. Take some notes. You're probably going to get some great information here from Pastor. Uh, with that being said, I'm going to pass the microphone to you, Pastor, and get us started on uh, our wrap-up of angelology. Thanks, Kurt. Um, I think uh, to begin with, we'll just open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we again come to the throne of grace that we might find help in the time of need, and we pray that you would help us as we uh, exposit your precious and holy word. We, uh, we pray that you will be with our minds and our mouths. Help us to, help us to uh, educate, and edify, and evangelize the world. And, and in the process, give us enjoyment uh, and give us joy as we preach your precious and holy word. Um, having said that, we pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, angelology. Well, let's do a quick review. Um, we talked about where angels came from. They're created beings. Uh, we've talked about uh, uh, the, some of their attributes. And now we're going to talk about, and we started uh, our last podcast on what do angels do? What's their job? Um, and... Uh, and this is a, there's a quite a long list of things. Uh, so we won't read all of the scriptures, but we'll give you the scripture references so that you can look them up yourselves. Um, and then you'll find out that you're going to have just as much fun studying the word of God as you have listening to uh, the study of the word of God. There's great joy. Now, just one word more. Uh, why are we studying the, the major doctrines of the Bible? Because of something that King David wrote in Psalm chapter 11, verse 3, when he said, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And so Satan has been trying to destroy all of these foundations, and we want to make the foundations sure in your minds from the word of God. And so we, we, um, we did uh, an hour on angelology. We're going to do some more on angelology. 
there's so much that um, we haven't uh, said yet. We've talked about their attributes, and now we're going to talk about their uh, their responsibilities. What do angels do? Hey, Curtis, before we do that, um, I know that at our age, uh, we've done a lot of teaching in Sunday school. We've had children of our own. Uh, and one of the questions that kids ask, do they say, do angels have wings? I've heard that question many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we've seen. Do they really have wings? Yeah, because we've seen little figurines and statuettes of. And they always have their wings. Seems like they always have wings in these paintings and in these, and in these little decorative uh, uh, things. We've got a whole box of things uh, of of angels that we inherited from a friend of ours who passed away, and we got a whole box of and you know all those little and she and she collected angels, uh, figurines of angels. And nearly all of those figurines have wings. So do angels have wings? And I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I'm not going to go beyond what the word of God says. And so I don't know if all the angels have wings. I will tell you, and I'm going to read to you two scriptures, two scriptures, Mm -hmm that say that angels, some of the angels, at least some of the angels have wings and they are called seraphims. Yeah. So in Isaiah chapter six, and we'll give you time to turn to it. um, Isaiah was caught up in the spirit uh, into heaven. And I'll read from Isaiah chapter six. We'll begin reading with verse one. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Wow. Above it stood the seraphims. Now, remember, we said there were three classifications of angels, cherubim, seraphims, and fallen angels. Nephilim, yeah. And they call, they're called Nephilim in the book of Genesis. And so it says in Isaiah 6, verse 2, above it, that is above the throne, it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain, that is two, with twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And so, yes, seraphims had wings. Now, if you look at Revelation chapter 4, the apostle John was taken up in the spirit into heaven and he saw around the throne. Mm -hmm. And he said before the throne, there was Revelation 4 verse 6, and before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, And the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And these we'll see in just a moment are seraphims. And the first beast was like a lion, the second beast like a calf, third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was as a flying angel, and, uh, excuse me, a flying eagle. And, of course, this is a picture of the, uh, the, the, uh, 
birth and, and ministry and life and a resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then in verse 8 of Revelation 4, it says, And the four beasts each had of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and, there, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And so there again, angels, at least some of them, uh, and uh, we know that they are seraphims, has wings. So uh, I hope that answers your question, kids and young people and anybody who wants to ask the question. Yeah. yeah. And so those figurines are not necessarily wrong, if, especially if they're all seraphims. But, but uh, you really see angels, you know, on, depicted as having two wings, but these have six. And they have one set to fly with, yeah. according to Isaiah 6. Sure. But they have one set to cover their eyes mm -hmm. and one set to cover their feet. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they have, remember the old logo of the FTD florist? You know, he's in a hurry to deliver flowers and yeah. he's got wings on his feet like Mercury. Yeah. yeah. Now, could that be uh, I'm a reference to? I, I suspect that it is. Okay. Yeah. I suspect that it is, even though that came from, uh, from, um, well, I don't know where it came from uh, with them, but Greek mythology, probably. yeah, mythology, yeah, or Roman mythology. Okay, probably. yeah, but but yeah, uh, that's why we see you know wings on feet. It, it's see these are all first mentions in Scripture. Yeah, everything first mentions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If God said it, stand up and speak up. Yeah. God didn't say it. Sit down and shut up. So <laughs> we're not sitting down and we're not shutting up. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and why are we doing this? Because these are these 10 doctrines, and we'll go a little bit into the second part of our angelology in the next uh, uh, half hour. But, uh, but demonology is so very closely related to angelology because the demons were once angels. And we'll talk to, about, to you about that a little bit later on in our podcast. Now, what do the angels, the angels in heaven, who are innumerable, you can't number them. You don't know how many. We're not told. What do they do? Well, um, just by review, um, uh, angels are uh, they have patience, meekness, modesty, holiness, knowledge, willpower, linguistic ability, immortality. Uh, they don't need any rest. Um, they have great speed. Um, they, they wear garments. They stand before the throne of God. Um, they appear from time to time unawares. Uh, and, uh, and they are immortal. That means they cannot and do not die. In our previous study, we saw that there are th three angels in the scriptures named. One was Michael, the archangel. One is Gabriel, who stands before God. And then there's Lucifer, who is the original uh, ruling angel in heaven, and he was the one that fell. They are seraphim, cherubims, and archangels. Uh, 
they uh, they are four. They have four different um, classifications in that they are called principalities. Ephesians chapter one one. They're called authorities. Ephesians one twenty two and uh, six twenty one. Uh, they are called world rulers of darkness. Oh dear, mm. yeah. That's in Daniel chapter ten verses thirteen for twenty one, and also in Ephesians chapter one. Verse 21 and Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. Uh, they are, some of them, the fallen angels, are spiritual wicked spirits. Um, and uh, But good angels are referred to as watchers, sons of the mighty, Psalm 89, 6, sons of God, Genesis 6, verses 1 through 4. That talks about the fallen angels. Um, they are in the congregation of the mighty. They're referred to sometimes as saints in Psalm chapter 89, verse 7. They're called hosts, Psalms 33, verse 6. Uh, and in Luke chapter 2, they're called spirits. Understand this, they can be seen on occasions. And they do appear to men. And they do appear to men. And they are called, uh, in 1 Timothy 5, 1, they are referred to as the elect and the only other uh, people who are elect is the elect nation of Israel. Isaiah uh, talks about Israel being God's elect nation. And then uh, in First Peter, we talk about those who are saved during the church age, and we're called the elect or the chosen, and that's what it means. Now, uh, there's a list of things here that angels do. Um, and um, I'm going to give you scripture references and I've been told by some of my friends that I need to slow down a little bit. I'm working on that, but it's awfully hard to do when you get excited about this thing. So here's what angels do. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 12, they drive spiritual horses. Mm -hmm. Really? Well, mm -hmm. that's what the Word of God says. In Revelation 21, uh, it's at, at verse 12, they guard the gates. Right. Now, those gates are in the New Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And then in Genesis chapter 3, they guarded the gate that led back into the Garden of Eden yeah. so that no one could go back there. Right. That was paradise. Well, one day we'll walk in paradise. The gates will be open. Amen. In Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 9, they wage war in actual bodily con combat. Yep. Really? There was war in heaven. And then in Revelation, there's 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 7 through 10, talks about angels being able to wage war in combat. It says in Genesis chapter 19, um, uh, it talks about uh, the angels execute judgment. They say it says so in Second uh, Samuel chapter twenty-four. Uh, it says so in Psalm seventy-eight verse forty-nine. It says in Matthew chapter thirteen. My wife has stopped writing because I'm going too quickly, but we do this. We record these podcasts so that you can listen to them yeah. again. So uh, they minister to the saints. First Kings chapter 19, verses 5 through 7. 
Daniel 6, verse 22, Matthew chapter 4, verse 11. They rule nations. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, it says so in Daniel chapter 10, verses 13 through 21. Actually, I'd like to interject something about that. Go ahead. We, we mentioned a few minutes ago that they were innumerable. Mm-hmm. Hmm? They are. Okay, so if there's an innumerable host of them and we can't really number them, and one-third of that innumerable host fell, That's left correct. their first habitation, then we have to assume that also that third is probably an innumerable host uh, and, and are widely spread across the planet and and influencing politics and and all kinds of i mean in, in, in evil influence everywhere we can see evidence of it every day yep and, and they're active sure in ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 it talks about our past the past walk of the believer who walked before they were saved according to the prince of the powers of the air. Well, who are those? That's the fallen angels. So they do um, rule rule nations. Mm -hmm. Matthew, Daniel chapter 10. That's right. In Matthew 18, verse 10, they help each individual. Oh. Does that mean you have a guardian angel? Oh, yes. And we talked about us experiencing that in our last uh, well, it comes podcast. some personal experience. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they sing, they sing praise and worship God. Luke 2, 13, Psalms 103, verse 20, Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. Here's another thing. They strengthen the believer in their trials. Oh, my goodness. Again. Again, Daniel chapter 10. Yeah. Matthew chapter 4, verse 11 says that. Luke chapter 22, verse 43. Here's something that's interesting. They lead sinners to gospel workers. Oh. Acts chapter 10, oh. verse 3. Yeah. Isn't that that's amazing? Right. Yeah. Let's say... Let's say, well, we had some neighbors. They've sold the house next door to us, and they moved away. Sweet young couple with a nice uh, little child, a uh, little baby girl. And they moved in, and, um, and they wrote us a note one day because they saw we were elderly, and this, uh, this thing was coming on with the COVID, and they read, us, they, they read us a note, or wrote us a note, left it on our door that they would be glad to help us with anything we needed to, to help us with grocery shopping, things like that. That couple received the gospel of Jesus Christ before they wrote that letter. Mm -hmm. Do you think maybe they were led to this neighborhood to hear the gospel, to move next door? Very possible. Our neighbors on the other side have several, several times heard the gospel from my mouth. Now, they're still good neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And we don't know that they were ever saved. But is it possible that that they uh, live there because God, God's angels directed them to it's live possible. there? We don't know. By the way, 
let, let's continue this. <laughs> this is this is great stuff. I go, I've gone over and over this thing, and I just it, it amazes me. I'm astounded. I didn't even know before I started this uh, this study about all of these things. I really didn't. Some of them never entered my mind. Here's something, uh, and I was a pastor. I've pastored churches. I have led home Bible studies. Uh, I have done, uh, I've taught adult Sunday school classes, and, and I've taught Sunday school classes from age three Bible right school. up. And, pardon me? Vacation Bible school. Uh, oh, yeah. She said vacation Bible school. I've taught there. Yeah. yeah. By the way, in one church, we had vacation Bible school for seven uh, years in a row before I resigned my ministry there. And in those seven years, we kept track of how many people accept young people accepted Jesus Christ as their savior. In those seven years, it was 76 young people. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, angels. Thank you, God, for yeah. those angels. Yeah. Pardon me? Waves from a car passing us. Yeah. Because they recognize you as the driver of our car. <laughs> That's right. They do. Here I am. Yeah. By the way, here's something that I never thought of. They appear in dreams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Think about that, Curtis. Uh, I don't need to think about it there again. I've had some personal experience. Like okay. That. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through 24. And also in, uh, in Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 through 19, you'll see that, that they appeared in dreams. They minister before God. Revelation chapter 8, verse 2. And Revelation chapter 14, verses 15 through 19. They're in heaven ministering to God? Well, what would, how would they minister? They, we already saw it in Isaiah chapter 6. They sing his praises of, and they, they bring him glory. That's part of their job. By the way, it's part of ours too. Yeah. Now, here's one. And I'd like to spend some time on this. And Curtis, uh, I oftentimes take too much time, but I want to take a little time with this. They regather Israel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Now, can I tell you this? That's, that's the nation right. Israel, and folks, we are the farthest thing from being anti-Semitic that you know. We love the Jewish nation and the people. Now, they haven't responded to the gospel, by and large, as no, a nation. No, yeah. But there's a time when they're going to all go back. They will go back in droves to Israel. And this will happen after a particular event. And I'm going to tell you what that event is. But they regather Israel. Now, if you'll read carefully, folks, and, and read it from the King James Version. That's the one we love and, and have always used and, and respect. It has 400 and some years of respectability and, and accountability and dependability. But the angels will regather Israel, Matthew 24, verse 31. And Matthew chapter 24 and verse 25 is a prophecy concerning Israel in the last days. Mm -hmm. The nation Israel is going to come back to the land. Yeah. They only have about one-sixth of it now. Yeah. 
that was given to Abraham in the Abrahamic covenant, one day they're going to go back in droves. Now, if you'll read Ezekiel chapters 35 through 39, I asked one great prophetic teacher, name is Jimmy DeYoung, one time after one of his messages at, when he visited our local church. And I said, do you think that Ezekiel chapter 35 through 39 occurs after the rapture of the church? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, Absolutely. I do. So when will Israel be regathered? And Jewish people, if if there are any Jewish people listening to us, let me just tell you, get ready to go back to Israel because it's going to happen. And the angels help mm-hmm. that journey. Mm-hmm. Now, when is this regathering going to happen? After the church is taken out of the way in the rapture in First Thessalonians chapter fourteen, chapter four, verses thirteen through eighteen, when millions and millions of Christians, believers, disappear, yeah, yeah now suddenly without without a trace, uh, that's going to be a sign that they. That's need. right, because in First Corinthians, the first couple of chapters, we read that the Jews require a sign, a sign and that rapture will be a sign to Israel mm-hmm. when they bang their foreheads with their palms and say, my goodness, those Christians were right. Let's go back. Let's go home. Yeah, let's go home. That Sure. Let's go. Sure. So the angels help in regathering Israel. Let's go back to what they do. They protect the saints. Mm-hmm. Psalms 34, verse 7. Acts chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. They separate the good from the bad. Matthew chapter 13, verses 19 through 41. Next, they accompany Christ to earth. If you read Revelation chapter 19, you'll see about Christ's return to earth. Now, Christ hasn't returned to earth yet. And the rapture hasn't occurred yet, but the rapture is not his literal, physical, visible return to earth. Revelation chapter 19 happens after the tribulation period of seven years, which has had, which will only happen after the rapture of the church. And it, and it's dealing with (coughs) Israel as a nation again. And at the end of that tribulation, Jesus comes back. And if you'll read that in Revelation chapter 19, you'll see uh, that uh, that crowd that comes back with him. They, they accompany Christ back to earth. By the way, some of the other scriptures, Matthew 16, verse 27, and 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Here's something else. They witness the confessions of saints. Luke chapter 15, verses 8 and Nine. Now, I've got two minutes left in this half hour. Yes, sir. We might be able to get all of this in. Okay. And then in the second half hour, we'll deal a little bit with demonology. Okay. How about that? Let's see. What are what what they there's more things that they do. They receive the departed saints. Luke 16, verse 22. 
They give laws and revelations. What? Acts chapter 7, verse 33. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 2. Uh, Daniel chapter 8, verse 19. Then they impart God's will. My goodness. What, these, these angels have quite a bit of responsibilities. They're busy guys. They are busy guys, <laughs> created beings. Some busy fellows. So they impart God's will, Acts 5, 19 and 20. Uh, and Acts chapter 10. Verses 1 through 6. They bring answers to prayer. Aye. Well, God is the one who answers the prayer, but angels are the ones Again. who bring Again. the answers. Again, Daniel to chapter 10. Da Daniel chapter 9, verse 21 through 23. Oh, yeah. uh, Daniel chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, That's and right. all of Acts chapter 10. And lastly, they are present in the church. Now we are in the church age. So they are present in the church. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 10, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 21. Now, these are all things that angels do with the administration of God's stuff. <laughs> on the earth well and in heaven and my wife giggled at that that's the first time she's ever heard me say that so we're going to close this episode with what the angels do then we'll talk a little bit about uh the second part of uh, angelology which is called demonology so we're going to take a break drink a beverage and we'll be right